All right, welcome. Happy New Year. Young Hip Hop Heads Podcast. My name is DJ Specs. Rosh Coley, first episode of 2021. I know. Kind of crazy, man. And the year is not starting off so hot already. Today is January 5th, and we just found out that Dr. Dre had an aneurysm. Yeah, apparently happened uh, January 4th. He's been hospitalized. Uh, I just read before the podcast that he's doing better. He's in stable condition, and he's lucid. Okay, well, that's good, because we're recording at 8 p.m., which is a little late for us normally, but this news, like, literally broke 20 minutes ago, so we wouldn't be talking about it otherwise. But, yeah, it's really fucking sad. I mean, he's a pioneer. You could see the title of the podcast episode. We're talking about hip-hop producers. Spoiler alert, he's going to be on the next episode. Yeah, we're breaking this up into two parts, because I think we're going to each, yeah, we're going to each do a top five, and I think think you know the way we did our research we can talk about these motherfuckers for a while i know yeah so i feel like it would be a shame if we didn't mention dre in a producer podcast and just a hip-hop podcast in general but i'm just letting you guys know that i will be mentioning dre on the next episode yeah we really hope that he's gonna be okay and obviously prayers up because he's there's so much to say about him i know? know I know. I'm like I already saw. It. Like I just did a quick like Twitter search before you came over, and I saw like all these like outpouring of tweets from celebrities already. Like it, yeah, the news broke at like 20 minutes ago, and like I saw Ice Cube already tweeted. Yeah, and all that. This shit. is like a Kobe. This is yeah, definitely. You know, maybe bigger than Kobe. Uh, uh, it's maybe. like yeah, it's, it's like, like that level though. Yeah, you that know? level for sure. So we really, we really hope he's gonna be okay. But to lighten things up. Well, you know, up, the, the bigger news, don't, don't bury the lead. Okay. The Macy's on State Street is closing. I'm Michigan Avenue, my bad. It's oh, closing. Oh, the Macy's? Yeah, I heard about that. I mean, I haven't been there fucking ever. I think oh, I've been there either, once. But it's like, that it's is Chicago kind of a huge icon. deal. It's like yeah, Because it used to be Marshall Fields, yeah. right? And that, when that closed, that was like fucking breaking news when mm-hmm. the Marshall Fields was like converting. We blaming Macy's. Lightfoot or what? Dude, I don't know. I guess we're blaming COVID, right? Yeah, you yeah. got to blame COVID for that. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's fucking going shopping so they're not going to relocate it's just going to fucking shut I down gonna, i feel like all the department I mean, stores will eventually shut down that's true uh, but that thing is a massive lot in the middle of the city like mad like seriously like build a nightclub there that'd be dope no that's Post way COVID, too big <laughs> post-covid like a five-in-one nightclub yeah that's just gonna be like an amusement <laughs> park though it's, it's so big but anyway, since we're talking about Chicago, our Bears made the fucking playoffs. Everyone keeps on saying the back door, the way in. Well, whatever, man. Dude, it, is what it, it is. is what it is. You're in the playoffs. Yeah. We're in the fucking playoffs. So what? It's the first time there's ever a seven seed in the playoffs. Who gives a fuck? It's going to be the it's first history. time the seven seed wins a fucking playoff game, too. I feel good about the Saints game. Me too, dude. I'm not going to want to listen to this next week, but I'm feeling Yeah, I know. Next, next week, we'll probably be having a different conversation. We, we but lost to them in overtime. We didn't have Trubisky. It was the Nick Foles Bears who lost to them in overtime. That's a big statement. Offensive line. Yeah. So, um, we'll fucking see. Anything can happen in the playoffs, man. Anything could happen. That's our kind of brief sports thing here because we kind of have like so much how, to how, talk how about. How long was it until you... like? So, I, I was watching uh, the Bears game right ahead... The Rams game on the TV. Yeah, I had them both on too. So how long do you pretty much only focus on the Rams So as soon as Mitch threw the interception, we turned the sound on for the Rams game. I think We still had the game on, but we turned the sound on for the Rams game. For me, it was when they didn't convert that fourth and one. That was like right before, yeah. yeah, But I don't know. There were some dumb plays. You drop three picks, you're not going to win. Eddie Jackson. I think I told you this earlier. It's because I have his jersey. It's cursed. (laughs) <laughs> he's having like the worst year he's had with the Bears, like by far. And he got also burned for that touchdown. He was supposed to help out on the deep touchdown. No, that was uh, like I know what you're talking about. It was just like when you send a guy blitzing, everybody has to shift over. That's just the way it fucking was. That was all on the defensive coordinator. Well, yeah. it doesn't help that. Do you see that fucking Josh Woods? Fucking Roquan got hurt yeah, too. Yeah, Josh Woods came in, didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, that was that was tough. I mean, you don't win. You don't win on Sunday if Roquan doesn't play. It, it makes me really, really, really sad to think that. Even the Bears pulled this off. They just go to play Green Bay in Green Bay. So, it's tough to beat a team three times. It's damn near impossible, bro. If you get there, if you get there, it's damn near impossible to beat a team three times. Since 1950, it's only happened seven times. Yeah, I think seven times. I looked that up today. I, I We were talking about, like, bets before the Bears game. I, taking the Packers minus four, that's, like, got to be, like, the lock of the year. I texted you like I can't take the Packers. I, I understand, but like, come on, it's money, I'm a schmuck, dude. No, when when it comes to the Bears Packers, like I just throw all bets away. Like I'm not betting on that. No, game. that's fair. I guess even though like hammer the Packers if you want free money, but I throw that away. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I just under 
I still can't understand why their line was so low, man. Like, they really thought that Trubisky is to make the Bears that much better. Like, I think, like, the first time they played, granted it was in Green Bay, it was, like, damn near, you know, a touchdown. And now it was yeah. minus fucking four. Like, come on. I, I don't just know. probably saw that, and he's like, all right, I'm going to fucking... He's going to win guys. the MVP. I mean, he's oh, just too sure. fucking good. It's annoying. But whatever. So yesterday, I had a pretty fucking horrible day. I Long story short, I had one fucking job, and Eileen's mom's car is in is downtown for a few days and i left it on LaSalle on the side of the street where like four to six thirty you're not allowed to have cars there because they want a third lane of traffic i learned that the hard way dude getting your car towed in chicago you may as well just get a new car yeah that shit sucks so bad it's on lower wacker and i had to learn that there are three levels to wacker not two yeah and I couldn't find it, dude. I just kept going around and around in circles. The fucking map doesn't know what doesn't you're talking about. Yeah. You have to, like, just know. And we get there, and Eileen's mom's, since she couldn't be there, we had to fucking get it. And Emma didn't have the same address. So it was a whole thing. We had to go all the way back, print something out with an address. Oh, my God. It was a goddamn nightmare. How did you even find out where it was? Where the, the car was? Dude, up, so right? the line wasn't picking up. So I literally just looked up like tow lots and just started calling them. And then I figured out, I figured that the one in the loop would be the closest one. Right. It was either that or I think like Wicker. And I just tried like one of them. And then they're like, okay, what's the license plate number? I was like, I don't know. They're like, what's the make of the car? I was like, it's red. <laughs> That's all I fucking know. Oh, man. Like I knew it was like, I might've been a Hyundai. could have been a Honda. Like, yeah. I, it's like not you my car. I fucking got it from that. I just said it's, Did, it's oh, red. Oh, you not know the make either? No. Like she doesn't live with her mom really. And the right. mom just got the car like not uh, too long ago. It was just yeah. a whole fucking bad situation, man. But we're all good. So you what? On the fact that they had a red car and it was like around the same time. So they're like, we can't we can't just give you a car based on you saying it's red. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I kind of figured that. Um, you picked it up on LaSalle, and they're like, okay, that does narrow it down. And one just came in from there. So do you know the name it's under? So I said, yeah. And yeah. then we figured it. We figured out backdoor, but it was it was such a fucking How nightmare. mad was I at you? She was, like, she couldn't be mad. But, like, the fact that I, like, she wouldn't have known what to do. Like, I had to... I was calling the number. They weren't answering. I was like, if you, if the car's not online in the system, like, how is she going to find that? Yeah. Like, I sat there and looked at my, I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? No, I guess it's meant for you having the car towed. I guess. Yeah. Like- no, she, she didn't know either. And the sign on the street yeah, so is so faded. You can't even see it. Like, there's a sign right outside where I'm parking right now that, like, if you're right next to it, you can't even read it. That's how it fucking was. Like, what? That I don't know. But I figure I've realized the rules of the road now, so I yeah. know where to park. I'm starting to learn my own terrain like a fucking idiot. But that shit, oh my God. It was just like... And now I'm parking the car in our garage yeah. of our apartment in a spot that we don't pay for overnight. So, like, just so I can lose sleep about that. Because I'm afraid that since it's the winter time, I don't want that shit to the, get towed at night. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm just constantly Yo, worried about this. Yo, park by my place. It's free parking here. You know that. Yeah, I know that. I'm just like, whatever. I'm park- so I'm- you're just risking it with the red well, spot? Well, so the spot that's right next to me hasn't been used in fucking, like, since, like, summer. So yeah. yeah you're probably good. Yeah. Uh, just for a night, like, two nights, whatever. You probably wake we up in the morning like- and run downstairs to check on. That bitch That's stuff. exactly what I did, dude. <laughs> uh, so, like, we spent too much on fucking cars for this podcast. But Kanye yeah, and Kim... One. Basically, we had a horrible Monday yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But it's Tuesday. We're fucking back. Kanye and Kim just announced that they're getting divorced. So, I haven't seen any actual announcements for either of them. I just saw... Oh, it was like on, a like, TMZ break yeah, and so, shit. So, like, I'm going to cool on that because I've seen that shit be wrong. But, I mean... I've also seen that before. Like, yeah, in the summer, I, I, I feel like say, they talked about it. So, the, that'll probably continue to like get more news breaks around it but we just watched the weekend's new music video as well yeah so there were like some subtle shots at the grammys that one was not so subtle he just straight up took a trophy and chucked it across the room which i love i fucking love everything the weekend does he like had botox done on his face which is like a yeah. tie to the whole bandages thing the that whole he did. thing this whole like album rollout had his like face covered in bandages and it was because of botox apparently yeah well, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but I think that like tour that we missed out on, oh, uh, we it's would have been epic. It would have been epic. 
Do you see how he changes his Instagram picture to the, like the one that someone drew? Yeah, somebody the- said I drew the weekend, and he's like drawing, and he it looks like just like a slow face. Like, yeah, that's amazing. I wonder if that's like coincidence because like the Botox face kind of looks like that low key a little bit. A little you know bit. What I mean? It also it kind of reminded me of the Joker. Yeah, you know, like with the the cheeks like fucking way up there, and Good he call. like tries to kill himself in the video. Sorry for spoiling that. Just go watch it; it's three minutes long. But anyway. We have two albums that we could briefly talk about as well. I Wait, feel... we gotta talk about Doom, right? Yeah, well, I want to talk about Doom kind of last. Okay, cool. Like, obviously, rest in peace to Doom, but I want to talk about that in a little bit because he ties right into our right. main topic. You're right. So, which one do you want to start with? Fucking the greatest trap album of all time, Playboy Cardi, or uh, Lil Durk's album, which is much better? Let's talk about Playboy Cardi's album. Okay. Um, So... I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I fucking hated it. So, it's grown on me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I knew you were going to say that. But... The problem is, I mean, the same problem as we always have with rap albums, 24 songs. What the fuck? This album is like the same song over and over again, basically. Yep. So why the fuck do we need 24 songs of this shit? Dude, his fan base on the internet is almost as strong as like one of like those big guys. I'm like, how? I think people are roasting him though. I saw a lot of... Dude, I saw a lot of the opposite. Like people are like, this this trap, this is like one of the most revolutionary trap albums ever. I saw someone... He's like pushing boundaries. I was like, bro, dude, this shit made my ears bleed i saw someone compare it to uh 808s and heartbreaks and yeah Hobbit like the sound. with yeah. the dumb shit why do people say dumb shit <laughs> that's too much i, I will say people though, like oh it really takes off I, the I second half a lot of like memes saying you know like whole lot of red more like whole lot of ass yeah a lot of skips <laughs> yeah i did see like that. that a lot of skips but like some people are like defending it till they die they're like dude it really takes off once you get to the second half Okay, well that's a fucking problem. Just give me the second half thing. I saw so I had a couple songs of the week from the album. Honestly, I can see what he was trying to do with the album. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I think I, I so maybe the 808's reference is because it was executive produced by Kanye. So maybe yeah. it's like Kanye. So the beats are tight. It. The beats are fucking fantastic. Yeah. The problem is. It's all repetitive, and I don't like what he does with his voice. He like pitches it up like it's brutal. I don't it know why. I, he, he kind of like got everyone ready for that with like the at me yeah. single and then. Well, the, the three or four songs that are like the best songs are all the ones where he doesn't pitch up his voice. Yeah. Like it's it's that simple. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. This might have the best beats I've heard on a rap album. Yeah. They're sick. Time. Give me anybody else on them. Like yeah. the start like Kanye. That song with Kanye is really good. That's basically a Kanye song featuring Playboy Cardi for like yeah. two bars. Kanye kind of comes in hard on that. Like that must be either a old song well recorded like old or the whole Christianity thing was an act for the election which I don't think because he was already on the Jesus kick you know a couple years ago yeah well but he's swearing on that there's not secular li- yeah. lyrics he's talking about like random shit so I think that what if like af- if this divorce like actually happens we get just like a whole new Kanye we have Ratchet Kanye back yeah oh, I don't know about like man. I don't know about like what's that song with Lil Pump like you're such a fucking hoe Kanye I yeah. don't know if we're gonna get that I love that. it yeah. but like like something something good you know uh i do love the like whatever it's called the sunday service and shit yeah but give me a little bit more ratchet yeah this is good that song by the way go to the moon that production on that was awesome it kind of reminded me of old school kanye with like the was it like horns or something like yeah like, it came in later on the beat you know like 20 seconds in it was just like a horn and then right came in like every 20 kind seconds of like that like just like loud like not stadium but like yeah just like bigger like bigger beat bigger like room i don't know yeah, I know what you're saying. You had another couple. I mean, let's just finish this yeah, because so I, I, I I hate giving this so much time a day because I think it's really. I bad. literally texted you when this uh, album came out on Christmas about this song Punk Monk. I was like, this song's a fucking joke, and then I texted you an hour later. Never you're, mind. You're like, okay, this is actually the one. <laughs> I was like, you went from the worst song to yeah. the best song. So I think that song Pump. Punk Monk really gives you the album and one song kind of vision of what he was trying to do with the, the whole album. Yeah. So he obviously is trying to bring a new sound to the game. And this song I really liked it because he has that Kanye-esque stream of consciousness to his bars. He's not just, you know, rapping this repetitive shit he does on the rest of the fucking album. Yeah. He has um, some really, like, good bars. So some of them were just funny. He said, uh, his album, by the way, his ad libs are out of control on this album. Yeah. Out of fucking control. <laughs> I know. Go to Genius and like look up one of these songs on this album and just look at the fucking ad libs. There's like a whole sentence of ad libs after some of these bars. It's, it's so funny. hilarious. But anyway, so uh, on Punk Monk, he's saying this sincerely. He says, 
I don't rap, I write poems, and the ad-lib is what? What? So I just like, <laughs> literally like... Questioning himself. Questioning himself. And then he says, if, you, if you're if you an ape, then I'm King Kong. Also, it just made me laugh out loud. I was like, dude, what are you saying? But then he actually starts like talking real shit. So this is like where the Kanye stream of consciousness comes in. He says, I told my brother yesterday, I had every chance to sign all the young rappers, but I was in my bag. I don't worry about these young rappers. I was trying to sign Trippy Red before they knew about Trippy. I was fucking with Lil Keith before he made Lil Blicky. Blicky. I, I thought I had Pierre, <laughs> but the label tricked me. So he, he yeah. thought he was going to sign Pierre, who he, who Pierre makes all his hot beats. Yeah. You know? So he's like kind of going in, and he said, they tried to turn into a white boy, but I'm not Lil Dicky. I remember I used to follow Key and Madman Savage. So like two guys, Lil Key, like underground artists from Atlanta. Yeah. So he was trying to say, you know, like I... I'm not just fucking around and doing this stupid shit, man. I'm, like, really... I was really about this rap game. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, honestly, what he's trying to say here is, like, the labels, the rap game is so fucking stupid. This is what you were getting from me. You are right. getting this joke of an album. You know what I mean? Okay. Where it's, like, almost like, this is what I can do. I am so popular at this point that I can give you this shit, and people are going to say it's the next thing, the best, next best thing right. since 808s and Heartbreak. He has, like, the potential to make some shit like this and, like, actually make sense and give you a stream of No, this, this hung's hard, man. I'm but telling now you. you get... 24 songs 23 other songs and i'm just like what it's not all there give me like 10 to 12 of these i know i know it's funny because like die lit was like a way shorter album yeah every song was pretty much great on that you know it's same with his first album playbook Card. the one with uh, magnolia and yeah, Woke Up like this. yeah 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 it's it's really weird but i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna keep on listening to it because i do think the beats are like honestly just good enough to like listen to for the beats because the beats are like just next level yeah honestly. Yeah, well, I was listening to a DJ podcast called The Road Podcast, and they all agreed that this guy is like one of the most overrated artists right out right now. And I was like, I cannot disagree with you. I, I don't, the only reason I can disagree with that take is because he doesn't like he's not around that much. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, like, I know, but like the hype around this, like yeah. that makes him overrated because yeah. like th- this did not meet the hype at freaking. No, hour. definitely. And not. I will listen to it again because this is probably gonna be the only thing he drops for like a long time. And I'm going to listen to it again. And there will be ones that grow on me. I liked Vamp Anthem. Yeah. I liked Sky. That that Vamp Anthem song, that's like the perfect uh, title for a song. Cause it literally sounds like... Yeah. I love like... It's like the synths, right? Yeah. It's like coming on. Yeah. I, the yeah. beats are fucking There are ones that unreal. I like. And then most of them I don't like. I like Slayer. Slayer was like the first one besides the Kanye one on there that I was like, okay, finally here's fucking one that like this should... This deserved to make the album. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the song with Kid Cudi, Why? Like, first yeah. that's what I thought. Like, why? So that one was, like, that one was okay. Yeah. That one, I think, obviously could have made the album because there are fucking 24 songs here. But if he cut it into 12, I think that one makes the album still. Yeah. But we always put a number next to our thing. I think this is no higher than, like, a four and a half. I'll give him a six because of the beats. Okay. And uh, uh, I got to talk about one more song. generous. Song, song of the week for me was Sky. Yeah. Well, this is, like, my favorite song. I don't think it's, like, the best. Punk Monk is actually, you know, he's actually rapping, saying shit. For Sky, it's like what I go to Playboy Cardi for. Just the vibes, you know what I mean? Honestly, the song sounds like it's coming straight from like 2025. So the hook is like one of the most infectious, most fun hooks I've heard in a long time. I told my boy, go roll 10 blunts for me. I'm trying to get high until I can't feel nothing. Oh yeah, I I remember this one. I can follow the sky until I can't feel nothing. And he starts his verse in an awesome way too. Wake up, it's the first of the month. I brush my teeth and I count up. I left my bitch roll my blunt. I'm about to tur- dirty my cup. Pull up some lean and get stuck. I make her scream when we fuck. So he just some like old, killed- Old Lil Wayne kind of he, shit. He just kills that first verse, man, honestly. So like, this song I was like, damn, it's kind of hard, not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, just like, I don't know. If it were a lot shorter, this would, I would probably not be saying the same shit. But, but I yeah. think I, I think Sky is like gonna be like the one that's like gonna stick around for a while because I hope so. That chorus is fucking yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I don't really have anything much else to say no, about either. that one. But our Chicago guy, Lil Durk, came with an album, and I'm pretty sure he did. I told you to listen for, to it, man. I loved it. I did. It. I listened to it. Yeah, I'm glad The you whole did. thing again yesterday. I think it's dope. I Me think too. it's really fucking dope. Sixteen songs. And a couple of them had already been out. Stay Down with Black and Young Thug was yep. still a freaking heater. And I think there's another one that was already out. The Voice. The Voice was already out. You want out. to talk about The Voice? Yeah, I got to talk about it. So, yeah, he put this... So this album, it was originally supposed to come out, I think, like, 
toward the end of summer and then he pushed it back. Like, yeah. It was supposed to come out around when 6 9 album came out. Actually, oh, right, originally. right, right. And yeah. then 6 9 dissed him. Yeah, we're yeah. still talking about 6 9 a lot. Yeah, Jesus. So <laughs> he pushed it back and then he put it out like not too long after his good friend and collaborator King Von was murdered. And he had a song with King Von on there. Yeah. Um, we can talk about that. that I'm definitely going to talk about that. Yeah. And then The Voice is the title song, and it was very emotional. He's talking about how he's grown up and he's like moving smarter. And sure, this is kind of like a direct relation with like what he's seen with his friends and stuff. Like, yeah. I'm sure, like, you know, unfortunately, King Von is, isn't the first and won't be the last of his friends to die I know. Like, in the streets. It sucks, man. And the first words are like, I was going through that pain alone. I was going through that phase alone. We all changed. You say I changed alone. And then, you know, that's some serious shit right there. Right. And And you had to know that, like, multiple of these songs was going to be about him. But this was definitely the one that, like, I think he dropped it right before the album came out, too. Yeah. It was, like, a leading single maybe 10 days before or something like that. Yeah. And then there's, like, one funny line on The Voice because it's, like, a lot of serious shit. He said something about, like, he's the Chicago's version of Jay-Z for, like, all his philanthropy and... yeah but then he said i'm not in all the hoes i fuck i blame the porn sites yeah i don't i don't understand that reference but i think he's just saying he's like <laughs> no so i get he's... it i'm fucking with you shouldn't have to explain the joke you dipshit um oh. but my it's, favorite it's, it's funny because he just like drops it after saying a bunch of serious shit it's, it, is, it is funny dude rappers be on some funny shit sometimes <laughs> still trapping though is easily the best song on this whole th- thing and that's the one with king von bro King Von, it's basically King Von's song. And then there's like one verse from uh, Lil Durk. Yeah. The hook is like just catchy. This is that, this is that like trap song that like I want to stick around forever. I want to play this at fucking every nightclub. I want this to be the sicko mode. It will never get there, but I want it to be like that, you know? It's like, it's so catchy. King Von's like delivery is freaking just like heavy. Yeah. And then he says some shit like, uh, this ain't OG, this is dope, this is Thrax for real. And then he says, uh, you, people talking bo- talking about bodies you ain't even do for real. Yeah, it's like yeah. really relatable stuff for like kids from the <laughs> burbs yeah. like me and you. <laughs> but all jokes aside, like this shit is like so hard. The beat is like massive. And Is yeah, it kind of eerie hearing it. him rap something like this and then you know that this is the kind of stuff that got him killed? Yeah, yeah it is, it is kind of fucked up. Also, I wanted to say something about, I think it might just because we're from here, but something about like Chicago rappers, it's much easier to understand them like, like the other any, yeah. any other area. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, King Von's enunciation is like so like there, I don't know. No, I, compared to like other trap rappers, for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Rest in peace, damn. I loved everything about this album, Me except too. for on India Part 3, he said some shit like... Uh, you ain't let me do the anus. I know you're like, I know you're always doing that. And I was lifting when I heard that. And I was like, I almost dropped the weight on my foot. Like, I was like, <laughs> I can't be hearing that shit. <laughs> That's why I'm going to the fucking porn sites for yeah. I was like, hey, you hear that right? <laughs> there were a few. And then the very next one in Coming Clean, he says like, he says you make it like so wet like macaroni. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> one more line like this and the album's getting turned off. Like, I never I, eat mac and cheese again. I <laughs> Even though my fantasy team name was Macaroni in a Pot. <laughs> That's a different story. Shout out Cardi B and Megan. This one, I got to give like a, like a seven. Seven too. I agree. Yeah, this was much better than the other one for me. I was pleasantly surprised. It was one of those things where I turned it on to hear a couple of singles and then it kept on going. I was like, damn, this yeah. song's good too. I like this one too. Mm-hmm. That, that's why I texted. I was like, man, this is actually pretty good. So you have any other ones? No, you do not. I have two other ones. My next one is SZA's single. Uh, good days. Have you listened yeah. to it, oh, yeah. bro? I've been uh, had that shit on repeat. Love it. It is so like perfect, SZA. I think this is. I mean, it's probably recency bias, but like this is top tier, like of her best songs. Yeah, fucking ever. yeah, it's a vibe. Yeah, and it's like the perfect like combination of like vibe, like you're almost like floating. Yeah. But at the same time, the girl's Instagram captions, that kind of shit, like the dude did her wrong, that kind of shit, you yep. know. Everything about this song is fucking perfect. I'm pretty sure it's the one that was at the end of the hit different mu- music video too. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's why Elaine told me. So I was like, I texted you. I was like, dude, I really think we're going to get this as album quickly because this song is just too fire. Yeah. It's number one, I think, on the charts right now. That's on, awesome. I know at least Apple Music it is. I don't know. It's just like tough for me to think that she could drop a fucking song like this and then go quiet again. But Agreed. she said that one since it was the end of the hit different music video you already saw this 
And she went on Instagram and said, like, you guys are too greedy. You ain't getting shit else now. Dallas, you got this. You're going to get an acoustic to hit different, an acoustic to this, and then I'm leaving y'all alone. But she's probably trolling. I'm hoping yeah, she's I'll trolling. Show. That's brilliant. But, this, yeah, that song is so fucking I saw good. that your uh, girlfriend, like, reposted on Instagram about, like, her, like, someone on some kind of magazine cover. So oh, yeah, today think, she was on the cover of Cosmopolitan. You, yeah. you don't start going on, like, big magazine covers unless you have something coming. Yeah. Right. Well, two years ago, Eileen, or maybe it's actually probably a year and a half ago, Eileen got the cover of Rolling Stone with Megan The Stallion, Normani, and SZA all on it and said, like, the next generation of girls. Megan, we got all Megan shit. Yep. We got some shit from Normani, but we're still waiting on SZA. So... I don't know, but another magazine cover does make me optimistic. I'm so fucking excited. Good about days that. reminded me of a little, little bit of Doves in the Wind. Yes, off of her uh, yeah. debut album, I think. Yeah, was... minus Kendrick. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Also, just shout out to the cover art. She got the Lil Wayne style, yes, with, like, the baby and the tattoos. Right, and shit. that Love was that. awesome. So that's gotta actually, be a funny story Lil about Wayne, that. Right? So she I mean... made like a TikTok. And then she put that as the logo, and TikTok took her down. She said, this is copyright. And Sis is like, all right, I fucking tried. This is actually me. But yeah, Seriously? it was like on some like old SoundCloud type shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Did Loki actually took it down? They took that picture down because she's like, this is copywritten material. And Sis is like, well, this is fucking me. That's but hilarious. Wow. She goes, I tried. No more TikTok for y'all. Did you? Oh, speaking of TikTok real quick. Did you hear about Dabo Swinney, the Clemson coach? Yeah. His fucking TikTok account? I did not. Oh my god, it's like hickory tickery talk, something about I'm Dabo and this is my TikTok. I'm oh dripped my. out. Uh, dude, it's unbearable. I mean, I guess it's, that's what he has to do to get some recruits, but like if I'm a recruit, he doesn't have to, dude. That shit, that I'm my... fucking going to Alabama. <laughs> that motherfucker gets all the recruits already. He doesn't need any more. Coming from a Notre Dame fan over here, he doesn't need any more. So we have to talk about like a fucking legend of the game who. I will preface with when we talked about underrated rappers that one day I straight up said I was like I want to listen to more of MF Doom shit. Yes. And I did. And then apparently so there was an Instagram post maybe five days ago ish that his wife or girlfriend or something posted and basically said that he transferred over on or not I don't know if transferred over was like transitioned transitioned over on Halloween so he died on Halloween and we didn't find out about that shit until like goddamn New Year's yeah Yeah, that's like the most like processing that's the most like doom shit ever though you know he's like so mysterious and I've been listening to like a lot of his shit lately and obviously I wish I did more um, rest in peace to Doom because every he's like your favorite MC's like favorite MC. You know, yeah, like, for real. This guy was one of the most OGs, and nobody had anything to say bad about him. I listened to Mad Villainy say, that's yesterday, and that'll go right into our. You need to like sit down with like a pen and like paper and listen to that. So shit, that's what the first what I mean? thing I was gonna say before I talk about Mad Lib, who is my fifth top five producer. MF Doom's lyrics are, like, so, like, the only person I can rival them with is, like, Eminem. Yeah. His, like, clever wordplay is truly, like, unbelievable. I hope you have some examples when we get into the uh, yeah. Mad Lib album. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm, I'm mostly going to talk about Mad Lib's beats yeah. because that's what we're fucking yep. here for. But the one song I wanted to put on our Songs of the Week playlist is Figaro. And I could put fucking basically this whole thing. Like, there's, like, America's Most Blunted was another one I liked. And then All Caps is probably, like, his most famous one. Yeah. But this one, there's, like, some line about, like, fucking bubblegum or some shit. Let me find it. Give me a second. Not to be troublesome, but I could sure use a quick shot of double rum. No stick of bubblegum. I like ice cream. We could skip the wedding and have a nice dream and only let him stick the head in. Like, his rhyme schemes are, like, you literally need a pen and paper to, yeah. to like, just keep up with. And that's just one little quick thing. And then uh, there was, like, the, he starts off the song with, the rest is empty with no brain but the clever nerd the best MC with no chain you ever heard so he's like rhyming like three different words in each sentence and it all fucking makes sense it's all cohesive and it goes perfectly with the Mad Lib beats yep yep so that's kind of how I'm gonna go into Mad Lib he's been around for like 25 years he's worked with like some of the fucking greats Snoop De La Soul Mos Def Kanye Talib Kweli Joey Badass Anderson Pack. And those aren't even, like, his big, big projects. Those are just guys he's worked with. Yep. So if you go and listen to, like, Mad Lib Beats, you think of it, it kind of gives me, like, that 90s, almost New York kind of cuts. Like, gives me almost, like, a, a Wu-Tang kind of feel. Yeah. It's, like, such a unique style 
but it sounds like so simple. So it's the it's like I don't know what the, what do you call that? Like paradox or oxymoron? I don't fucking yeah, know. Oxymoron. whatever. Yeah, yeah. But he calls himself a loop digger, where he makes samples where he finds some rare vinyls. Yep. And then just loops a few seconds that he loves, and then makes just a dope hip hop beat out of it. Yeah. And he gives it just like that Mad Lib touch. It's like when you listen to his beats, you could hear like the crackling of the vinyl. Yeah. You know, and that gives you like that '90s feel. I just love how he works with obscure artists. Like yeah. Uh, well. Relatively obscure artist. Yeah, he's not working with fucking Drake. He's not working with Kendrick even. He's not working with like the big, big guys. He's working with uh, guys like MF Doom, the mysterious dude. He's working with Freddie Gibbs. And then his other guy, Jay Dilla. These are the guys. You know what the one song has with Kendrick though is, right? He does have, I think, one song with Kendrick, right? Parties in in LA. Yes, that was going to be the last thing I say. You fucking uh, ruined it. But he has production credits on No More Parties in LA, which is probably his most commercially recognized song. And people would just be like, oh, that's on Kanye's album. That's just a Kanye beat. That's, well, no. You know, Mad Love is the one that said that Kanye and Kendrick have a whole vault of music that they're sitting on with, like, with each other. like With you know, Mad Lib too or just yeah, with them? Yeah, with them. Wow. There was like one that leaked that was like called Mad, Mad Lib Freestyle 6 or something like Holy that. Holy moly. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's so so fucking dope. Yeah, I, I kind of want to talk about the beats. Like you could hear he brings in the drums yep. and the snares are like purposely like and the hats purposely sound loose. Yeah. Like... Like you kind of like a ride and low, like you're like such a smooth beat. It's like laid back. Yeah. And then he also said himself, he's a DJ first, producer second, and an MC last. And when you hear like the cuts on uh, on his like albums, he's doing those cuts himself. Which as a DJ, like I fucking respect yeah, that shit. Yeah, for sure. Like I wanna, I wanna fucking be like that. But talking about specifically Mad Villainy, like his beats like sound like spooky a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's like almost like a haunted house, and it's like haunting. It sounds like you're changing the channel on like an old TV and it gives you like that and then it moves in and then you hear like the background talking and then Doom comes in and yep. then he gives you just like like fucking scary bars. Oh, it's just fucking I'm getting like chills. It's crazy, man. I listened to this shit before I had to go get my car towed and I was like I was already like in like a freaking weird mood. All jokes aside, Mad Villain with MF Doom, I think they have two uh collab albums. Yep. Um one in 04, one in 08 and then more recently, Mad Gibbs, who we talk about Freddie Gibbs fucking all the time, they have the, an album, Pinata, and then I listened to Bandana today, which came out last year, so yep. Mad Lib is still fucking working, Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to get something fucking cool. Um, I'll actually lead into that at the end. He dropped two new beats today. Did you know oh, that? Oh, no, I did not know Yeah, that. he did. That's They're that. actually just beats, not like yeah, pop songs. But, yeah, yeah, he does a and, lot. And then he's got a collab album with Jay Dilla called Champion Sound, and those are like those four or five are like his collab albums to me is what he's like most known for. Yeah. Cause like you'll get like the unknown Mad Lib production. There's probably gonna be fucking hundreds of songs that I'm not even gonna mention that we don't know that he even has production credits yeah, on, you know? Totally. I love how he has like those, like, you know, those collab names like Mad Villain, yeah. Mad Gibbs. Yeah, like, it's, just... it's dope. I don't think, I don't, I can't name like another person on my mind who's like does that besides like Freddie Gibbs with Alfredo. Yeah. And Alchemist, you know? Dude, speaking of. I, ben then is good, but Pinata, that's like, you know, like one of the best. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, oh my God, like what, some of the best music. By the way, on Bandana, though, my favorite song, Freestyle Shit. Yes. Mostly because Gibbs just fucking murders that song. Right. Yeah, I love Gibbs so I, much. I love the one with, with Pusha, too. Yeah. And I forget what it's fucking called, but there's a song with Pusha T and Freddie Gibbs on there, and I forget. The, the album is just like his, so none of it is like bangers, and that's not his like thing. Yeah. You know, but I just like have so much respect for like that different kind of brand of hip hop where this is nothing for the radio. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna fucking hear this. He's just like put, putting his soul in every fucking thing. Yes, yeah, you know this is I mean? like this is like his. He, nobody's doing this style. This is no. his fucking style. No one. You know, it's it's amazing. Uh, he has another. When I said he's an MC last, I just learned like recently. I did some research that Quasimodo, yep. who was on songs with MF Doom, is actually just Mad Lib rapping. Right. And Quasimodo kind of, like, can rap. He can go, yeah. He can kind of rap. He, like, pitches his voice up a little bit, but it's not like a cringy Playboy Cardi pitched up voice. It's, like, dope. He's, like, doing it for, like, a reason. Gives it even more, like, that creepy kind of vibe. Yeah. But he has three albums. The Unseen in 2000. Further Adventures of Lord Quaz in 05. And Yes or Whatever in 2013. I'm going to give you a nice segue here. Okay. You know who I think was really inspired by Mad Lib? 
uh, rest in peace, Meg Miller, because yeah. he uh, had like four different aliases he used for his production uh, names. You know what I mean? He yeah, had, like, Larry um, Fisherman. Larry Fisherman. That's what I was um, thinking. Like three more that I can't even think of off the top of my head. But like he would just make beats without rapping on them too. Like I think he was very inspired by Maglib. Right, and and I read today that Maglib was supposed to be a thing. Mac Miller and Madlib, and they were working on music from 2015 to 2017. They made an EP and had no plans of releasing it. Obviously, rest in peace, Mac Miller. I think he died in 2018, yeah. shortly after swimming. And then in an interview like a year later, Mad Lib said that EP exists. And if, I don't know if he was joking or not, nobody knows because it's still not out. But if Mac Miller's estate lets him release yep. it, then it'll get released. I heard a leaked song of it. It was called like Shut the Front Door maybe. And I think it's like only like two minutes long. But it's exactly what you would think. Like a perfect like cackly kind of warm beat and then Mac Miller rapping for two minutes. That's awesome. But yeah, it's really dope. What's it called? Like, check it out. It's called Shut the Front Door. Okay. And the last thing I wanted to mention was the two beats uh, that he came out with literally yesterday. One was like hoop, Hop Rock, not Hoop Rock, and Road of the Lonely Ones. Hop Rock was more of like a, it was barely like a hip hop beat to me. It was like almost like a, like kind of an experimental type electronic and then the hip-hop drums came in like halfway and then road of the lonely ones was more of like a hip-hop type beat right but it kind of had like an electronic feel not in like an edm way but like like more elements than just like like your typical 90s like drum and drum and snare kind of thing but anyway like yeah that's if you got anything else to add like mad lib's really dope and i'm glad i we did this research because like this makes me like Kind of like geeking out, you know? Yeah, I think like the one thing I want to add is that I feel like Mad Lib is just like in a dark room and like listening to rappers like and he just like taps them like, I want to work with you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like that's how you Like a quiet dude. You yeah. can tell he's like a quiet dude. I've seen like pictures of him like performing, like actually DJing and that would be like so dope to see because you know that shit would just be like, like a vibe, man. Yeah. He would just like give you like those slow cuts, like super crisp. And it would just be like those 90 beats. I think he would be awesome as a DJ for like a rapper like that. And I'm sure he did that. Yeah. But I would love to see that. You know, I was just going to say, we were talking about like, you know, MF Doom. We, I guess I should have brought this up earlier, but MF Doom, when he like, used to perform, he had people like perform as him. He Doom Pastas. Yeah, he wouldn't even fucking perform himself. Yeah, there was, I saw some tweet that he said he was at, this guy said he was at a Doom show and Doom was in the crowd and then somebody was pretending to be him with the helmet on. Yeah. Just because he's like... Just like mysterious like that. It's so yep. so fucking cool, man. Yeah, yeah. And just like going back to Doom real quick, like I think you're inspired so many rappers too, but just not in the typical way you would think either. Like just like not like the way he raps or anything, but like to subject matter. Yeah. He was like the first guy I've ever heard like really bring in like so many random like wrestling references. Yeah. And Action Bronson, fucking so many wrestling references. Right. All of Griselda a ton of wrestling references and like they're all hard rappers you know what I mean yeah. so I think he's just like kind of like paved the way for like that kind of like almost like you can still be fucking serious spit bars but then bring a little bit like of playfulness into your yeah. raps too and I saw like a video of like Tyler and Earl at a Doom show like literally freaking out like sweating like yeah. like he was like a hero to your fucking favorite rappers yep. it's crazy yep. man yep. Yep. rest in peace so let's move on to your number five. Yeah, so uh, my number five is Harry Fraud. So I, I think everyone, even if you don't know who Harry Fraud is, you have, I can guarantee you you heard his production tag, mm-hmm. La Musica de Harry Fraud. Yeah. Which uh, people like joking, it's like La Musica de, de uh, Harry Frog. Like, Harry Frog, like that. yeah. Everyone says that. So he's like, if you think of like a... And, classic new york producer that that's one of the guys right there like he's a little bit newer you know he started like probably producing in like early 2010s ish yeah he really like was more like um, he still is more more on the underground mixtape scene he like really got big with the riders of french montana okay so he was just like uh intern in a label and then he's like i think french montana heard him in like the booth this is obviously before French is like this super is like 2009, pop. 2008. Yeah. yeah, way before. Like French Montana, like everyone knows him for like, you know, unforgettable all those songs, but back in the day he had like a couple mixtape series like Mac and Cheese. He was fucking spitting hardcore raps. That's all he was, man. Like you kind of you can see if you like go and listen to like Stay Scheming. That was like his breaking into like the mainstream. The mainstream, yeah. But even on Stay Scheming, it's like rapping some ignorant ignorant shit on that, yeah. you know. But yeah, I, I digress. 
So his uh, production style, it's really sample-based, like most other producers, but he is really known for turning these obscure tracks into really hard-hitting beats. Okay. So, like, this is coming from Harry Fraud himself in an interview. What's most important to me is, with the production, I'm always trying to do something unique. If I approach a production, whether it's sample-based or starting with something that originates in my head, I always try to do it in a way that is not typical at all. So if it's something that I feel like where I might be going on down a path that sounds too much like what's going on now, I take a left turn and do something that's on my own. I try not to have a style, so to speak. So, yeah. Go on. I wanted to say that this is like similar to Mad Lib, but also like, like this is how like sampling and, and like producing like branches out because yep. like they're doing the same shit, but they're, if you he- hear their beats, they're nothing alike. Yeah. You know? Not so like all. when, when we, when he says a quote like that, even if it sounds vague, you go and listen to his production and you're like, damn, that's Harry Fraud. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Yeah. I was good. So he keeps on going. He's talking about how he uses his drums and his beats. He says, I'm more about trying to have a strong drum presence, whether it's a big drum, huge snare or a little shiny rim shot. I want to make sure the presence of the drums is felt no matter what. So a couple of my favorite songs. So this is probably like the best song that with like some of the most obscure rappers. So it's called okay. Bird on the Wire with Action Bronson and Riff Raff. The production is so hypnotizing that Riff Raff sounds fucking amazing over I was going to say your favorite, favorite song has fucking Riff Raff on no, it. No, favorite, like, favorite song from Harry... Harry Fraud. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but that's so crazy how like good his production is that you're even fucking talking about Riff Raff on the podcast right now. Yeah, exactly. And he has um he doesn't he doesn't have too many like big placements like some of these other producers we're gonna mention. Yeah. But he does I don't think anyone really knows this either. He did produce uh Location, which is Playboy Cardi's intro to his yeah. first you know album yeah before, before he was making trash yeah and this is like i don't know it's just like perfect it's like a spacey laid-back beat with some drums in the background and it really makes you feel like to me i was listening to the song over and over again trying to get prepped for this podcast and i think that came up with a perfect description okay it makes me feel like i'm in a drugged out state while the party is winding down it was a huge okay. party i'm in the back room People are like fucking or music, listening to music and next to me. You just fucking burn one. You're just straight chilling. I'm, listening, I'm like that. my head's against the wall. I'm hearing the drums in the party room like going in the background. But I'm just like out of it, man. That's that's I what like that. To feel I like, like that. Yeah. And then there's also a beat switch that comes up halfway through that like location song, and it brings some jazz into it too. So okay. that song is just like I love the jazz elements, man. It's perfect because like Play with Cardi doesn't say shit, so you can just let the beat like come to the forefront. You know what yeah. I mean? Speaking of jazz, side note: Did you watch Soul? No. Oh, it's fucking awesome. You gotta see it. The new Pixar movie on Disney+. Megan was just Disney talking Plus. about that, and I just kind of, like, told her, uh, Dude, no, when it comes to Pixar, like, I don't fuck around. Like, I'm watching that shit. I'm, I'm making Because they note. don't fuck around either. They no, always... I'm making a note. The, you'll like the movie. It's really fucking cool, man. That's awesome. I'm glad you said that, and I'm gonna be embarrassed when I tell Megan when she watch it, because she'll be like, I, what the fuck? I said to watch it, like, two days ago. No, Eileen's always on the same shit. Like, if I tell her to do something, she'll be like, nah. And then, like, one of her friends tells her to do something, she'll be like, oh, we should go watch this. I'll yeah. be like, I just Aww. fucking, uh, I just wanted to watch that. I'm glad you said that because I, I got a like, month trial of Disney Plus just so I could watch Safety That Clemson movie. Oh, yeah, so, I got to watch that too. like two weeks, so I got to watch that but shit But Soul first, I yeah, think. Yeah, I'll check it out. All right, my number four, I think we're going to cut it off at number four and then yeah. we're going to do our top threes next time. So pretty much the polar opposite of Mad Lib is Timbaland. So Timbaland, obviously, <laughs> everybody fucking knows Timbaland, yep. you know? He has been making those fucking iconic beats that, like, everybody knows. And some so- sometimes you don't even know that he produced it. Yeah. But, like, when you hear his name, since he was also, like, a rapper and kind of a pop star. He's one of those guys that was, like, a producer that... He's, like, the original hip boy. You know what I mean? He was trying to, like... Yeah. He was, like, he was known for producing. He's like, fuck it, I'm gonna get on some of these fucking songs myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's fucking made some songs of, like, pretty much our generation, you yeah, know? Yeah, definitely. I was, like, looking through his discography. I was like, bro. Crazy. It never ends, man. He's in charge of fucking putting together the verses, too. So yeah. So he's still around doing things, like, behind the scenes, like, a puppet master. Right. Yeah, so I was, like, looking for recent, recent Timbaland stuff, and, like, like, like I can't find, because he's such, like, an executive producer at this yep. point that he, like, doesn't even have the production credits yeah, on that exactly. shit, you know? But he's there, yeah. and he's going to be fucking working. This guy's probably fucking loaded dude so his style is like he's using 
he says he makes these samples and uses his own voice yep. as like part of the beat. And like you've heard those hooks with like um, that song with Katy Perry, for example. If we ever meet again, like that's Timbaland in the background just making the noise with his mouth yep. as part of the beat. And it's like it's so crazy because he's not doing like whatever it's called, like slow beats or like kind of underground. It's the complete opposite, the bombastic, like fucking like Pony, for example. Every time I hear that, like bow, but I'm like Timbaland. That that's what like. Let's just go off and list some of his fucking hit songs. Yeah, man. like absolutely. Oh. That's like the first one that comes to mind is Pony. Obviously, he had so many with fucking Justin Timberlake. Um, what about Nelly Furtado? That's why Nelly Furtado even has a fucking career. That's why she fucking exists. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that career was very short. <laughs> but uh, fucking what's that song? Promiscuous. Yep. And the way I are is probably his most famous one that he like sings on as well too. But get your freak on. Or I'll he, work it. Uh, work it as well. Uh, that's another Missy song. And then way back at the beginning of Missy's career, he had Sock It To Me, which was like her first big hit. Yep. Bro, I fucking love that song. And then he had so many hits with Aaliyah too. Yep. Aaliyah, rest in peace. But if you're a girl only basically knew, like put on Missy Elliott to having a career. Like, yes. I think she said it herself too. Yeah. That whole like album, uh, I forget what it's called. Super Duper Fly. Yes. Thank you. There we go. In 97. But that whole thing is put Timbaland, you know? Yep. And then he has... Like the Justin Timberlake uh, song, what is it, um, Senorita? Yep. And he says in, I think, Say Something with Drake. He says, like, I put my Senorita away and then did something here. I yep. forgot. Like, he talks about, like, his old beats yep. when he's rapping, which is fucking crazy to me, man. That song with Drake is awesome. That's one of the best, like, one of my favorite, like, It's like, everybody fucking loves that song. And it's not because of Drake. Drake's just a feature artist. That's like, that was like Drake before even Drake was doing anything too crazy. Yeah, that was another thing. So, like, instead of getting the underground guys... All his like albums, like big mid two thousands, had every single of the moment artist. Yeah, you know, like back when Carrie Hilson was massive. Like, yeah, she yep. was on there. Yep, and then uh, Nelly Furtado was on there. He had that song with One Republic, Apologize. Yep. P- people think of One Republic, they think of Apologize, even yeah. though that's fucking Timbaland's song. Yep. Because just because of the beat, you know? So that's not that's not even a hip hop song. People would consider that a pop song, right? One newer song. This isn't even that new. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Oh wow. Fucking 2013. But here's a song with uh, Jay-Z and Drake called Know About Me. Yeah. Ooh, that song's a banger, man. I know. So he's got like, he's like one of those guys where, and we're going to talk about a lot with somebody on the next episode, where there are just so many beats out there that you don't even fucking realize that that's Timbaland. Big Pimpin'. You know, Try Again, Aaliyah. Good Life, he had production credits on. My favorites, personally, like Holy Grail. Yep. Give It Up To Me by Shakira. Raise Up by Petey Pablo. Um, Pablo. Yeah, Icebox Omarion, Say Something, and Dirt Off Your Shoulder. Like, that's all. And the list goes on, bro. On, bro. For it's real. amazing. For real. And he said himself, I, what else did I want to say? Like, his top lines are his most iconic pieces, like, like the Say Something, for example, or Sexy Back. Like, when you, like, notice that recognizable synth, yep. bump, t- bump, bump, you know that's Timbaland, like, right yes, away. Sir. And it's just, uh, it's so dope to me. I wish I could fucking do this. He's, he was ahead of his time, too, and he's still fucking going. His, he said himself his best beats involve vocal improvisation, focus on rhythm, a joyful sense of experimentation, and a generous sense of collaboration. So, like, in a bunch of his interviews, he's never saying that he's, like, doing this himself. It's like, I'm in the room, we're all fucking doing this together. Yes, sir. And we're making masterpieces. Yep. And it's fucking amazing because whenever you can play a, a song at the club that Timbaland produced, it will fucking work, no yes, matter sir. fucking what it is. Oh, man, I fucking love this guy. I'm going to go listen to that Katy Perry song on the way home. <laughs> Damn, that's... Man, you just went off. So, I will say my uh, 3, 2, 1, I did, there's a lot more for me to say. My 4 and 5 are kind of slacking. There's not much to say. Because they're Don't worry kind, about kind of like newer age producers, but... Just hop four, in the backpack. I'll fucking carry the episode. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Relax. Number 4, I got to go with my man, Boy Wanda. All so, right. I'm going to talk about... Uh, you know, the other guy that goes synonymously with uh, Boy Wonder. No, no, so you think of Drake, you think of Boy Wonder, you think of 40, right? Yeah. I'm going to talk about 40 next episode. I'm just going to tease that. Okay. But like 40, his fate is really intertwined with Drake's fate. So yeah. he's one of Drake's in-house producers like from way back in the day. Want to guess his first like big hit song with Drake? You want me to guess? Yeah. Um, probably something off of So Far Gone, right? Best I ever like had. Best I ever had. Best I ever had. That's, Hell yeah. That's uh, Boy Wanda. So, he also allegedly was like writing and working on Detox. 
like way back in the day. So this guy's been around the, like, okay. the rap game. But I mean, everything's allegedly because we're never we're never gonna get these docs at this point, obviously. So apparently, well, I, if Doctor Dre fucking passes away, you know we're never gonna get that shit. That's true. Maybe we'll get it if he passes away. Not that I want him to pass away at all, but no, I'm saying maybe absolutely we'll get not. It, I want this man to live forever. But keep Did, going. Now that I'm like on a tangent, real quick, have you ever heard of that Kendrick Lamar song "Waiting for De- Detox"? No, or, I have not. This is total uh, tangent but oh my god one of the best Kendrick Lamar songs ever it's called Look Out for Detox my okay man. check that fucking shit Look out. out for Detox I'll listen to it on the way home yeah it was like you know like a promo song for uh, Detox alright incredible anyway so yeah he's one of Drake's in-house producers and he's like kind of known for incorporating dancehall themes into his beats which really can, it's not probably like what you're thinking when you think Dance hall. I'm talking more like live instruments. Yeah, not like fucking 2020 dance hall. Yeah, like early 2010s or late 2000s yeah, dance hall. Exactly, yeah, exactly. It's like, different. Dance hall and then with like the air horn sound effect. Yeah. So I wanted to tell you one song that like you think of the song and you think air horns forever. Yeah. Best co- posse cut of all time. How Drake, the fucking I mean, beat I'm, comes in and goes bam bam bam. It may not mean nothing to y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> so that, that's basically you know Boy Wonder's sound in a nutshell right there. Um, I could literally hear like the blaring horns and instrumental as soon as I hear the word forever. Hot take is Boy Wonder the fucking reason most DJs are annoying with that fucking maybe, air horn. Maybe. <laughs> bam, 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 that's like true. I think that shit was going on before. Maybe Probably. Boy Wonder's like making a riff on that with okay. his songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a chicken or the egg situation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Some of my other favorite songs, 5 a.m. in Toronto. Yeah. Heavy, heavy bass. And with the instruments, that's another heavy song that's driven by the piano. You know what right. I mean? That's, uh, so that's what really Boy, Boy Wonder is really about. It's like all the music and the live instruments into it. And I think that's like probably for me one of Drake's biggest statement songs. Like he put it out, I believe, right after Nothing Was The Same or right before. One of the, I think it was right before actually. So okay. it was like right after, between Take Care and Nothing Was The Same. Yeah. And you know, people were saying it was soft because of Case Take Care. He right. out, puts out 5 a.m. in Toronto, fucking just attacks the rap game. Right. Sounds like Drake featuring Drake. Yeah. You know, that's a historic line. And then one song off of a newer um, album for me, underrated classic off of Scorpion, Mob Ties. Banger. Another fucking piano driven sample taken from Nas's rap song, Affirmative Action. So he okay. samples that shit. And I think it's like honestly it's the most underrated song on Scorpion to me. And I just feel like when Drake like really is digging a beat, he just goes off and yeah. he really goes off on Mob Ties. He, I like, love Mob Ties. Yeah, well, we've talked about it. Like if we shorten Scorpion, Mob Ties makes the cut. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't take a joke. Yeah, I love that one too. <laughs> but anything else about Boy Wonder? We can t- segue a little bit. We're probably going to be talking about this the next four episodes. This album needs to be coming this month. Oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that. For it's a January. I tweeted at him. I tweeted at him today. I was like, "Come on, like it's January. Yeah, give us, give that. us the fucking album cover." And I know I was very disappointed with the Scorpion album cover, but this one's gonna be sick. I think. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I hope it doesn't like incorporate his haircut on the album cover. Oh, I saw that shit the other day. Like he fucking, he's got his bangs going. Yeah, his bangs with like a heart. Yeah, cut into it. You know we're about to get a classic after you see that shit. But yeah, next episode we got our top three each. Um, Any last thoughts? I think we did four producers that are all fucking completely different today. Yeah, we did. We did. And uh, I guess one random final thought. Did you see the video of J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson? Like was like a mic mic'd up. I saw the one of J.J. Watt calling out his fucking teammates. Yeah, so this is like the same vein. This is right after their season finale last week. Okay. He's like, sorry, man, we wasted one of your years. So this is Sean Watson. JJ said that? Yeah, and then Damn. Watson's like, we should have had 11 wins. Because they lost a lot of close games this year. Yeah. Like, they fumbled they twice also... on the goal line against the fucking Colts. Yeah, they also games. lost the fucking best receiver in the league. Too. Yeah, yeah. Second best, so, Devontae's probably. I'm just those. really fucking excited for the playoffs. I, I, I'm ready for the Bears to lose, but whatever. I just love the playoffs, man. I don't want them to lose, but like, I don't see that. No, I, I mean, they're in the fucking play- yeah, playoffs. So I'm cheering for that. I'm we got a game. We got a game. We got a game where we're going to have the nerves run in. We're yes. going to be fucking excited. There's, I think, are 16 teams that can't say that they're not in the playoffs. That's true. So, yeah. fuck off. We're in the fucking playoffs, and um, one more time, Dr. Dre, please get well soon, man, and rest in peace to MF Doom. Yes, sir.